listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle in the building. Hotter than ever, you know who's in the building. He's Jake Sizzle. He's Rich Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. We're in the building right now. Gentlemen, we've got to talk about one thing, and that's only one thing that it can be. We've got to talk about basketball in the NBA Finals. All right, so we got to talk. We got to talk about probably the best. I, I don't know if it's the best finals of all time. That's what I heard somebody say. And somebody said that this is going to be the greatest final of all time. And there's only one Possible. thing I've got to say before we get started. Ooh, and that's everyone has to do their job. It's possible. Do your job. All right. So, uh, yeah, your boys, your boy Kevin Garnett said anything possible. But everything not possible. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was almost possible that Jimmy Butler went back to the finals, but Jimmy Butler did not. He tried his best. And I kudos to Jimmy Butler, man, for going out there and giving it all he had. He gave 156% because four more percent he probably would have won. I'm just saying, I'm telling you, with four more points, they would have won, and we would have had a finals with the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat, where the Heat probably would have been swept. But moving forward, oh, yeah. now we've wow. got, we've got wept. the Boston Celtics wept. and the Golden State Warriors. So, Jay, as the elder statesman here and the one in the beautiful polo, let's start with you. What do you, yes. what do you, what do you say that every time, every time you're coming to me? Oh, okay. every time you come to me, I have to be you come. I'm the elder statement, like I'm going, eh, what? Eh? Well, you, even do though you want to be the younger statesman, even though I do, no, really? well, I do have a bottle of Geritol on my desk, you know, but you know, <laughs> but hey, yeah, yeah. hey, this this finals could be epic, could mm-hmm. be epic, but Jason Tatum and them got to bring it, they got to bring it right. From the- the beginning they can't have these little lulls like they've been having can't have these 12 point halves you know they got to bring it because now you're dealing with a warriors team that's got a confident clay thompson and that's what the west was hoping wasn't going to happen too quickly was that clay all of a sudden was going to get his uh he needs to take that first thing he needs to do is take that headband off I don't know why Clay has that headband on. I think they're throwing his shot off. I think he's making his head lean over to the left too far. Something's wrong because he just don't look right with that headband. But I digress, I digress though. He's coming back and he's shooting better and he's playing better defense. So, and then you got Wiggins, who is coming into his own. Right. And all of a sudden, with with Poole, the Warriors have a big three. It'll be Poole and Wiggins make a whole nother big one. So they have, and then you got Draymond Green, who got snubbed for being player, who got snubbed for being first team all uh, NBA defense, which he is going to be a mad warrior. So he might file out in the first quarter. So, <laughs> but uh, this is going to be, this, hey, this, this could be a good one. I'll, I'll hit the Celtics on the other side. Well, I tell you what, Rich, with all the, the wonderful puns, that Jake Sizzle just gave us. He gave us a, a really big one and the Mad Warrior. So let's go with that. I say, Rich Sizzle, that you've got to, you've got to have a team that's built off of a 
strong point guard, and a dynamic power forward. I believe in this NBA, if you have those two elements, you can win. So the Celtics have a dynamic point forward, but the Warriors have a tremendous point forward, power forward, and point guard. So mm -hmm. I don't see how this comes out well for the Celtics. Convince me if I'm wrong, Rich Sizzle, that this can come out any other way in the Celtics' favors other than the Warriors getting a drubbing on them. Uh, no. Mm. Sorry. Okay. The, uh, the shooting star, I don't think it's going to happen. No, they're, they're coming in healthy. Both teams are. Um, that was the one thing that I felt like was in the Celtics' advantage all the way through the playoffs. They played teams at a time where they were all hurt. They got past the Bucks without Middleton, which probably would not have happened. The Heat were not fully healthy, dinged up, banged up here and there. Um, even, even when you talk about the Bulls, even though they, they, they look good, I mean, they have peaked at a good time, but the Bulls were not healthy. So they played a, a barrage of teams that were injured, and they struggled with those teams. The Warriors look good. They look healthy. Like, like, like Jay says, you have that final piece that just takes them over the top of Klay Thompson, and he's playing good. He's averaging 20 points this point season. So when you've got three to four people on the floor at any time that can hit a three at any moment's notice, I think that the Celtics come in with a lot of energy, with a lot of defensive proudness, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think that they can complement or match the Warriors as far as offensively, because that's what you're going to have to do eventually. I understand defense will slow the game down, but once those guys get going, it's nothing for them to drop a good quick 15 points in less than five minutes or so. This Miami struggled in game seven. Once they got a hit, they struggled to come back, and then they, they, they lacked down. They came back. They settled down. That's not going to happen with the Warriors. Once they catch fire and they get to going, it, it, it's a wrap. And, and you don't have to worry about that one or two players that might or might not hit. They're all going to hit that shot. So I don't see how this ends well with the, Warriors, with the uh, Celtics against the Warriors unless something catastrophic happens on on the uh, Warriors God forbid you know because that would just do that infamous what if and we, we would hate for that to to happen so well you know that is a good point but to your point Rich the Celtics have had a good schedule but Jay have not the Warriors had a good run too they've run into some teams they didn't have to face the best team in the West this year which would have been the Suns they've also run into some other teams that had some injury issues when you lost John Morant. So could the Warriors have been the beneficiaries of, of getting in a smooth pathway right to the finals through all the teams that they've played in the Western Conference? You got to play your schedule. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who, 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 who shows up on the other side? I mean, you can say the same thing for the Warriors. When Klay Thompson wasn't going 100%, when Draymond Green was out, uh, when Steph Curry was hobbled up earlier in the year. You got to play who's on the, who's playing on the other side of the bench. So on that one, yeah, everybody's hurt when you get into the playoffs. I don't care who it is. If you play these significant minutes, that's what's going to happen. But what I'm looking at with the Celtics, you need Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown to play the most cutthroat, beat-up defense you've ever seen, and hopefully they don't fall out. 
because they're going to have to put a tremendous amount of pressure on Clay, on Steph, to try to keep them from catching the ball out on the arc. But here's the problem. If they step out there to defend the arc, the Warriors are probably the best team in basketball to cut backdoor. And these guys move without the basketball. And I don't think Marcus Smart has the engine to keep running with Steph Curry all night long. I think Steph's just going to put him on a marathon and they're just going to run around and get go to the water stations and they're going to pass the baton. And by the fourth quarter's out, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are not going to be closing out on these guys as hard as they were in the first quarter. And you're going to see some wide open threes from the Warriors. You're going to see them get down in the elbow because their midi game is nasty. The Warriors' midi, midi game is nasty. They get around 14, 13, right inside there. They got that little one little hand push shot, and they will kill you. And one of the things that people do not realize is Steph Curry is probably one of the best finishers around the basket that we've seen in a while. He's got he's got it all. He can handle, he can dribble, and he can shoot. And we didn't know that he can get this layup package to get it going too. So I just think Marcus Smart has to, not Marcus Smart, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum has to put on his Superman cape. And if he's going to win this championship, they're going to need high 30s out of him every game. I mean, he's going to have to go for big numbers every night. I don't know if he can do it every night. He's a one-night, two-night type of guy, but I don't know if he can go all night long. So we'll see. I don't know, Rich. When you look at it, the Celtics beat up on the Nets. And, I mean, they did a good job with it. And we say hobbled, but you had a full-strength Kyrie and you had a full-strength KD, which KD has made a lot of little commentary about Draymond Green in the past few days, few weeks, it's been some little words said, but is hey, there any, what well, he, he said a lot of stuff. He said, did you know, he said some things about Draymond. The Draymond was like, mm, I didn't say that. And he said some off stuff and he was like, I didn't say that. So I think that now well, hey, you got your boy KD feeling some kind of way. Well, here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that, right? Where did KD have to go to win championships? And when KD couldn't get it done, and then KD went to go by himself to go somewhere else, what happened? Ooh. Implosion. Implosion, right? So KD don't look like the guy who could do it by himself. And he had two of the best scores ever in the NBA, ever. Put ever. Harden. And who was the other guy? The COVID kid? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know about saying ever. I, I, I think. Oh, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on now. Hold on. Come on. Okay. Tell me, put, give me five, six better scores in the NBA's history than James Harden. Are you serious? Yeah. Give me, give me five or six best scores in James Harden. Give, give them to me. Who, uh, who's, be, who's a better score, pure score, than, not basketball player, pure score than James Harden? I can just go off the 80s if you want. We got time. Larry Bird. Go ahead. Larry Bird, Carl Malone. Okay. I mean, of course, Jordan. Okay. Of course, James Kobe. Okay. Allen Iverson. Okay. 
I think Dwayne Wade's a better scorer. Okay. And yet you, 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 oh, no, stop it, stop it. But you have, you have, you have, you have Wilkins not mentioned scorer. anybody uh, in what, what, what you, you want, have not well, mentioned Reggie, anybody Reggie out of this class. Go where you want me to go. You said of all time, and they're all, and they're of all time. Yeah, all right, yeah. Now you just mentioned all time great. You didn't mention you didn't mention no you didn't mention nobody playing right now. You didn't mention nobody playing right now. You didn't tell what me I'm saying. He, what is it? Well, I'm is, just saying he's an he's an all time great scorer. What I'm saying is that he sure is had enough help, but he right, right. But the problem is that he couldn't pull his team together. Right. So I I think a lot of that has to do with leadership. That has a lot to do with leadership. You know, Kyrie brought him over there, but Kyrie was never supposed to be the leader of our team. KD was supposed Not to be the leader team. of our team. Now, and I, he could. However, however, I mean, Harden wasn't playing for the Nets this year when when playoff time came around. Oh, so okay. Really throw that. I can't throw that. Whose fault is whose fault is that though? I mean, I, most of it James Harden, but that, no, that was that was KD's team. That was KD's team. He should have held that team together, and, he, and not, he didn't. I don't know where this argument went. <laughs> we got. I just wanted to know what Kevin Durant said. <laughs> hey, what I do is what I do, friend. <laughs> he threw I'm just saying. A you threw a monkey wrench, and it went. What I do every time, like a boomerang, and I'm like, uh, I just wanted to right. know what Durant said. <laughs> That was it. Right. Well, okay. Well, Durant has but, intimated that there, there's one thing missing out of Steph Curry's resume. There's one thing missing out of his treasure chest, and that is Finals MVP, which he okay. has not been. And you might then, get it this year. Which, you know, which that was Durant, who mm -hmm. got, and then Iguodala, who was yeah. way down on the bench, which was kind of you know. If you really want to talk about it, um, the year that uh, that Steph they lost or whatever, or or, or in the, the one year that, that LeBron was the MVP, I mean, I mean that the Durant were the MVP. Steph Curry didn't show up in those finals. That's true. That's true. Now, granted, I mean, we're we're talking about I think Kyrie Irving was 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 guarding him, or he was guarding him, you know, vice versa, and and, and they have a good good opportunity of even each other out. Uh, I don't see Jalen Brown doing that, or Marcus Smart for that for that matter, or whoever else they got in their bench, uh, Pritchard or, or 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 Terrence White. None of them. I don't. I can't see that happening in this playoffs. But I'm just pointing that out there. It's like where did Steph Curry go in the finals? Uh, I hope to really, like you said, uh, G Sizzle, to really cement Curry's legacy. He has to show up in this finals. He has no excuse not to, and he has to go home with that finals MVP. Well, you know, one of the things that Durant, it was said, I, I believe in, um, it was Draymond Green's podcast, um, and he was talking about why Steph Curry had not been MVP in the um, finals. And he was saying that Steph Curry has been double teamed more than any other player that, you know, in any of the series, he's been double-teamed more. And Kevin Durant said, you know, no, that's not true. That's not true. I was double-teamed more than uh, Steph Curry. Uh, so, you know, going back that, yeah. to 15 when Iguodala won, then 17 and 18, it was Kevin Durant. So, Kevin Durant's whole thing is, nah, he should have it. And then 
you know, Draymond was like, no, nah, playboy, you should have listened to the whole thing. You got clickbaited in. And so to make this all sweet and to make it all nice. So Curry's numbers are down this season from his years from 15 all the way up to 18. His numbers have been down across the board. Right now, there are more offensive options that the Warriors have. And so the question is now at this point, can Steph Curry pull off enough of a show against a defensive-minded team with a Marcus Smart who is going to – he may not stay step-for-step step with him, but he's going to dog him. They're going to beat him around. He's going to run into Al Horford. It's going to be a lot of problems. He's going to get knocked around a couple of times. So can Steph Curry get it together well enough to be named MVP of this series? Yes, absolutely. The one thing the Warriors do good is move that ball. They swing that ball around, and they will get to Steph. Steph is the point guard. He's going to dictate that offense. He's going to control that offense. There's nothing that's going to go on through that offense if it doesn't go through him, i.e. being the pass or being the shot. It still goes around him. So unless somebody goes out there and it's just completely phenomenal, like you said, okay, you can try to double team them now. This year, that statement year, because who are you going to double team? I'm watching Wiggins knock down threes. Yeah. Goodness sake, I'm like, Wiggins is knocking them down. We've seen Poole knock them down. We've seen Clay knock them down. You can't double them all. And Al Horford, you know, being that elder statesman, I'm watching him. He's played 35 minutes in this postseason per game. You think he's going to – how much more do you think he has in the tank after they just went through game seven, I think? Mm -hmm. A tough game – a tough seven series on that behind yeah. the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you expect him to try to keep up and run with that kind of team? There are going to be some transitions going to be made because if you're going to try to play them uh, big for big and they start shooting lights out, where are you going to go from there? You're going to, you're going to keep Horford in there and, and, and hope he can slow it down after you go down about 15, 16 points by half? You're going to switch things up. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, Rich. That in their series, when they were playing them, they had to double and blitz down on Steph Curry because he was that dangerous, even with having Klay Thompson and with Kevin Durant on the floor. But you have neither of the two there now. But do not fret my fears. When I say his stats are down, he's down from, I think, of an average of 26.4 points now to something like 24 points. It's Ooh. still ridiculously silly. And he's still 90% from the line. So, yeah. But look who stepped up, though. Yeah, a lot of stepping up. A lot of stepping up. A lot of it from yeah. a lot of different see, places. Yeah, did anybody see this kind of productivity from Wiggins or Poole like no. that? I mean... Yeah, that... Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, you, you you talk about a guy. No, Wiggins the number one pick, right? Yeah, some years yeah. back. When Wiggins is the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. So you so now all of a sudden now you almost had a lottery. You picked up a lottery pick literally this year. Um, you know who who came into his own. He's been there for a few years, but he came into his own finally. And all of a sudden now they're even more dangerous. Yeah. And then and then you look at the development of pool, right? That he was developed into yeah. what he is. Now he he is the best free throw shooter in the NBA, and he's on the team with the second best free throw shooter in the NBA. And all of a sudden now he can shoot the long ball 
Um, like he is, like he is Stephen Curry yep. Jr. Hey, his jump shot even looks like Steph Curry's now. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's it switched nice. up a little bit. Yeah. It's nice and smooth. It look he's the same cadence. So, um, kudos to the Warriors for developing this. To, uh, just developing these players and guys willing to work. I don't think Steph has to be MVP, and I don't really think it's going to do anything to his legacy. He is the greatest shooter that we've ever seen in the NBA. That nothing's going to stop that. Um, he, he's going to outpace everybody making threes by a long way. It's going to be ridiculously hard to catch him. So I think um, on this MVP thing, I think you're going to see somebody. I think it's going to be like an Iguodala type player nah. that's going to win MVP. Nope. I know it could it could be it could be a Wiggins or it could be somebody like that because oh. they're going to try to take Steph away. They're going to try to take Steph away. They're going to try to take Clay Thompson. One of those other guys, Al Horford, like you said, Rich, you hit that was my whole thing. Can he? This is the best running team in the league. These guys are going to when they come out, the ball goes in the basket. They're taking off and running down court. Can these can these Celtics keep up with these Warriors for forty eight minutes? I just don't think they're going to be able to. Well, let me help you out. Why I say he has to win in order to put his name up there as far as one of the greatest point guards of all time. You have players like Isaiah Thomas who has a ring and a finals MVP. Magic has rings, a couple finals MVPs. Steph Curry has rings, no finals MVPs. You want to be up there and have the legitimate say that I'm the best point guard of all times. You have to have a finals MVP, especially the people behind you who can say that, well, I do, and I led my team like I should, and had MVPs behind me, they still hold that over him, despite the shooting abilities that he has. It's not all about what you do on stats. It's about your legacy. It's about what you hold up at the end of the year. Do you have that trophy in your hand? You got two trophies in your hand. Right now he's only had one. He got to have both of them in his hand. He, this is a modern-day dynasty that he's leading. Yeah. They've been to the final six of the last eight years. Mm -hmm. One thing he holds over everybody, he is the greatest shooter of all time. Okay. Any, put anybody out there. He is the greatest shooter, right? He has changed the game. He has Lawrence Taylor, the NBA, literally. Because now you have all these kids out here now following Steph Curry, the Trey Youngs of the league, all these guys now are taking 35-footers that would have never taken that type of shot until Steph Curry made it okay. Coaches coaches would have benched, coaches would have benched these players if they're jacking up 32-footers. He's changed the game. And that's the one thing, that's the one thing I think that puts him at the top of point guards. Because as great as Isaiah was, as great as Kyrie Irving is, as great as, as Magic is, and Magic did change the game bringing that big size coming down at you at 6'8 at the point guard position and handling the rock. But those other players that you mentioned before that, they were great, but they didn't change the game of basketball. And I think that's why you have to put Curry at the top of the list. He's probably one of the best point guards that's ever played the game. But he don't have that finals MVP. Tony Parker has a finals MVP. So is he better than Steph Curry? He was part of a dynasty. That's all I'm is he, saying. Is he better than Steph Curry, though? I mean, you know, no. No, no. What well, we don't know how though, great Steph is without an MVP. We can't say that. To cement that resume and legitimately say, I am the best point guard 
to have ever played basketball. He needs that. I think so, I think that at the end of his career, if he gets an MVP, a finals MVP, he can legitimately say, and there won't be too much arguing about it if he says I'm the best point guard to ever play, and I got this, 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 and my finals MVP. Yeah. What can you, what can you argue against that when he when he can say that? Well, we can say this. Yeah. But I, I understand what you're saying, Rich. But I I could argue I could argue right now that he's top five, six, seven handles all time. He's the greatest shooter of all time at the point guard position. You know what I'm saying? So he 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 checks a lot of check marks. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really see another point guard without the trophy without the trophy. All I'm saying is check them all. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Every box. Don't leave no box unchecked. That's all I'm trying to say. That's my guy, man. You know what I'm <laughs> I just want every box checked. And then I'm like, cool, you that dude. You yeah, are that's, right. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a lot to look at. If you look at, you've got Wiggins, you've got Kaminga, you've got Anderson, and you've got now Kavon Looney coming in. If unguarded, you can see what he's done in series by himself. So, and, this is the point. About that. When yeah, they you start talking about the Celtics. Yeah, I'll get the smaller Dab Dallas team, and, yeah. and Looney yeah. went berserk on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, you know. And, and, and Williams has had – Williams for the Celtics, that knee is banged up. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, and they, and, they, and they hide what's going on in that team, and he's going to have to – because Looney will get loose on you. Mm -hmm. You know, and and, um, and then we – none of us have mentioned the X factor, Draymond Green. Nobody has mentioned that part. We in this whole conversation, we mentioned him earlier about the rigmarole, but not him actually playing on the basketball court. And we know Draymond yeah, we is one. Know. Huh? We don't know how long he's gonna play. I mean, he, he might <laughs> <laughs> get ejected after the third minute of the game. Who knows? You know, he just sit there and, and jaw jack. Oh my god, you see him jaw jack on Marcus Smart. They both get thrown out of the game. You you know what? Draymond says more stuff to these referees. Do they just uh, do they put earplugs in? Because he Listen. says he's. <laughs> He he, he kind of has that thing where it's like, all right, they already gave me one check. They ain't gonna throw me right. out. Let me just go. <laughs> right. go yeah. Your mama breath stink. You know her feet smell. <laughs> her feet smell like spam. I mean, he's just going in, and it's like, wow, somebody, somebody get this guy. <laughs> so let's ask this question. With all that said, now with the Celtics, there is another problem for the Warriors. And that is if the Celtics, their big two, can come in and do their job. If you got Brown and you got Tatum doing their job. They're going to have to do it. If they yeah. do their job, then it becomes a problem because now that means somebody on the Warriors is not doing their job. And so now they're going to apply pressure. So for the next few minutes, let's look at some of the ways that the Celtics can win this game by just staying relevant and them doing their job. Rich, if you had to pull it out, and if you had to tell me the way to victory for the Celtics, what would that? What would those numbers look like? What would it be for a team like the Celtics to beat the Warriors? I can't. Mm. I've been trying to figure it out. It would. It would have to go something like the Warriors just had the worst shooting time of their lives, and mm -hmm. we kind of saw that one game 
with um, with Dallas. I'm sorry, not with Dallas, with Memphis. Mm. And that's when everybody else just started stepping up out of nowhere. And 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 they actually won a game, won two games without shooting any threes. They just grinded it out from the from the post on the inside and just kept on going. You can have so let's just look at it like this. You had Wiggins guarding Morant. And I thought that Wiggins did a pretty good job guarding him. Can we compare Morant with uh, Tatum? Sure. But offensively, I'm picking Morant over Tatum. If, if I want to talk about offensive uh, ability, I think he's faster. Um, so Wiggins did a good job against Morant. I don't see him slowing down. Now, the problem is Tatum's got a better jump shot, I think. He, he can kind of just pull up from wherever. Yeah, yeah he should. Uh, he should go. Yeah. Now, Jalen Brown, now we're talking about Clay Thompson, and Clay's in his own form, another top-tier defensive player. So who who you think Marcus Smart can – Marcus Smart might be able to slow down Curry a bit, but one thing Marcus Smart cannot do is cancel him out offensively. And that's hmm. where your problem is going to be is, okay, this guy might – so instead of Steph Curry – throwing in, in up 30 points a game, he might only throw 24. But is Marcus Smart going to throw up 24 points? New. Yeah. Mm. Good question. Jay, the Celtics have been not great at home like the Warriors. The Warriors undefeated. But the Celtics have been the best road team in the playoffs and have the best win percentage this year on the road after the turn of the calendar. For the year 22, they are one of the best teams in the league, and they're good on the road. So do they have a chance to go in and take some games when they go to meet the Warriors at home? The Celtics have the only team that has a winning record since over the Warriors since Steve Kerr took over in 2014. Mm -hmm. That tells me they have championship toughness DNA. All right. This team is tough. They're going to play tough. But what they're going to have to do is play outside of what they normally do to win ball games. That means they're literally going to have to go out and outscore the Warriors. That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to go deep in their bench early and play tough defense against the Warriors. They're going to have to pick Steph up early, whoever's bringing that ball down and shrink that shot clock. If you let the Warriors get down there and they got 18, 19 seconds on the clock to run their offense, the Celtics don't have a chance. You have to you have to have the Warriors operating on a short shot clock. That's the only thing you can do that. So they're going to have to play super difficult defense on them and then come out. Marcus Smart, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem with the Celtics. Jalen Brown has to play, have his best series right now right you got to have Tatum has to have his best series and they need one more they need they need a 24 25 pointer out of Al Horford they need smart to go for 30 they need something like that but can they pull that off I don't know every the only way the Celtics win this series is that they're playing at their best and the Warriors are not playing at their best that's where the Celtics have opportunity to win this. But if the if the Warriors are clicking and you want to run up and down the court and, and play uh play fast, 
uh, basketball with the Warriors and played shot for shot, you're going to lose because on their team, they got the two best uh, backcourt long ball shooters that we've ever seen in the league. And if you follow them, you go to the line, they have three guys who shoot in the 90s, literally, from the free throw line. Who you going to follow in that backcourt? And I think you're going to see that, uh, what was that, that, that Star Wars or Darth Vader lineup where you have Poole, Curry, and Clay Thompson in at one time, who you gonna guard? What who who because somebody gonna give it to you. Mm -hmm. X gonna give it to you. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> somebody <laughs> gonna give it to you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So let's wrap it up with our predictions. Let's say this. You got the Boston Celtics on one side, you've got the Golden State Warriors on the other side. I do not see a sweep on either side, but it's a possibility. Anything is possible. So Rich, you lead off with your predictions of where this series is going and who's going to end up hosting the Larry O'Brien Trophy. We've we've left one name out on the Warriors uh, that we didn't talk about who deserves credit if he plays. That's Gary Payton. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he comes back, if he comes back, it's a real wrap. If uh, if he plays, because he's trending to I, I think day to day status now. If he plays and plays at the level that he was playing first when the playoffs first started, I got the Warriors sweeping. If not, I give him five. Mm, okay. All right. So Warriors in five from Rich Sizzle. Jay, what say you? I was trying to figure out a way to get, get this game to go to six games. I was trying to figure out how that was going to happen. But uh, I'm going to say the Celtics are going to figure out a way to win one. But I, I'm with Rich on this. I think it's going to be Warriors in five. I think it's going to be hard-fought games, but I think at the end it's going to be Warriors are going to be winning by seven, eight, nine points at the end because out they're the best uh, in-game management team out there. If they're up by two, if they're up by seven or eight points with two minutes left, you pretty much put that game in the bag. They're going to figure out how to win that because now you got to follow them, put them to the line, and they're they're they're, they're not missing from the line at the end of the ball game. So. It's going to be over with. Got him in Warriors at five. I just hope the series is good. Okay. Well, there we go. There you go. I like it. I'll go along with it. I still say if you can get the Mavericks to get two games off of them, you can get uh, the Grizzlies to get some games off of them. I believe the Celtics can give you two games. So I would say Warriors in six uh, with – you know, a whole helping of a, a lot of defense, a lot of Celtic pride, a lot of green, and, like, a lot of green, like shamrocks. I never did understand why it was so much green. But, anywho, that was just it. You know, I'll, do, I'll take it in that. All right, I'll say that. Yep, there you go. The Warriors in six with the Celtics slapping them upon the head voraciously. Wow. And, wow. yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be mean. It's going to be nasty. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's all I can say. Well, you know what? Then that wraps it up, fellas. You know who it is, and you know what it is. It's the Sizzle here in the building. You know who's in the building. He's Jay Sizzle. He's Rich Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. And we will see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle, the hottest sports talk in the 219, here on Iron Skillet Television and Iron Skillet Radio. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. 
And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.